We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Report, Week 14. How's it going, Hassan? Uh, you know, pretty all right. It's been uh, with six games on by. It's kind of tough, right? Scores have been kind of low. I'm having a fairly reasonable DFS day, uh, which for me is a bit of a miracle <laughs> um, with how things are going. I'm, I'm unfortunately probably on probably going to get eliminated in uh, one of our two FFPC best ball leagues. Hmm. 25 starting tourney because the guy who's five points ahead of us got massive massive games out of cmc and uh what's his name jerry judy and he still got his quarterback Tua yet to go with tyreek hill so there's a very real likelihood that we are uh just about to just about to fall out there um outside of that man it's been pretty all right how about yourself how's your fantasy day going yeah it's going well you know when you when you start Trevor Lawrence the right week, then uh, everything's going, everything's going good. Yeah, um, he uh, he uh, went 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 nuts today, right? He did go nuts. Thirty for forty-two passing with three hundred sixty-eight yards, three passing touchdowns. He also rushed for a touchdown. Um, Evan Ingram, yeah, eleven of fifteen targets for one hundred sixty-two yards and two touchdowns. If you were paying attention to Rotoviz this week, you know that Neil Dutton featured Evan Ingram in his tight end streaming article. Um, yeah, he no. was uh, he was all over him this week. I did not play him. I didn't. I don't have a lot of him anywhere in most redraft, and I did not play him in DFS. But he did. I mean, I don't know where this came from, but massive, just a massive day here for the young man. Uh, I know we started off the season kind of kind of making fun of him. I still don't think he's a prospect. Everyone thinks he is. Um, I, I, I don't think this recent stretch has really rehabbed that for me. Um, there are, there are Trevor Lawrence fans out there who are, um, who cling to their priors far too, far too strong. Um, but I mean, like, you know, on a day like today, I, uh, I did want to get your take on, 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 on Trevor Lawrence. Like, where do you have him in terms of dynasty and where do you think he should go next year? Yeah, he's for whatever reason, he's on a lot of my dynasty teams on my bench typically but like if i if i had a lamar jackson team then he was probably starting this week for instance um mm. but yeah i mean <clears throat> i'm 
terms of next year, I don't, I mean, I think given what he's done this year, he probably goes above where, where Tua was going last year pretty easily. Um, yeah. Especially because we know he's going to have Calvin Ridley next year too. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you know, last year we saw in best ball in particular, we saw these quarterbacks get steamed up. Um, you know, you had like Derek Carr going in the ninth round, eighth round or something. So, I mean, Just, if Lawrence gets up into that range, does, is he someone like, does he become undraftable there or are you still? No, I'm still taking him, man. I'm probably taking him. I mean, at the end of the day, like, 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 what do you want from a quarterback going there? Right. You want 17 startable games, right? You, you, you want to know the fact that he's starting 17 games, not at risk of losing his position. And then the, the ability to give you a, a bunch of spike weeks, right? It's tough um, because I remember a time when that kind of quarterback was going in the 13th round. Yeah, but I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, I think I think part of it is that the, that the quarterback window itself has shifted much higher, right? For sure. Like, For sure. Um, Mahomes going, you know, Josh Allen was going in the second this year in one quarterback leagues, like, you know, like, like kind of stupid, right? I mean, that's another question worth worth pondering. I think... You know, Allen is still playing well. You have guys like Hertz who are killing it. Mahomes. Yeah, but Hertz was going later and he's killing it, right? But he's not not yeah. like but not too too much later. He was still going in like the what the sixth round. The guys who are who were going early are doing well enough that I think yeah, that trend of quarterbacks rising up, I think we see that persist in twenty twenty three. Good guy. Yeah. Is that the, is that the right year? Right, <laughs> twenty-three. Yeah, we're getting old, dude. We're getting old. <laughs> um. So, in any case, yeah. Uh. Yeah. It doesn't seem like there's an end to that trend of quarterbacks getting pushed up. And I think Lawrence, you might see. You know, you could have him going. I don't know. Is is would like the seventh round be insane? I mean, that's about where you had to draft Trey Lance, who hasn't done anything. I can see that. Like, yeah. I, I, I can see. Yeah. Like, I mean. People were like reaching for Trey Lance on the idea of who he could be theoretically with this unlimited upside, uncapped upside bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. Which, in, in all honesty, like Trevor, like Trey Lance was not that guy, right? <laughs> like, like, like when if you stop to ponder actually what downside risk looks like when it comes when it pertains to Trey Lance, and the fact that yeah, you need to take these small samples and extend them out, like, and if you're gonna rely solely on a guy with his legs, yeah, Trey Lance is not that guy. Right, like he's just like I mean, like well, it's unfortunate that we didn't really get to see what, well what that could have been. But I mean, that's not it's definitely not the kind of guy that in past seasons you would have paid a seventh round price for, right? No, not at all. Like, and I mean, like ago, that's like what Mahomes was, but he was going in the twelfth when after his rookie season. Yeah, know? but it just it just it just suggests that the market is sharper on you know who they expect to break out and who they don't. And then, like I think, the second tier is where it gets down to where people get confused. Yeah. Right. Like, and they get and they get nervous and they don't know what to do, so they take, you know, Derek Carr as a QB thirteen and Kirk Cousins as a QB fourteen. Right. And I think one interesting question that we had coming into the season is: is this drafters actually getting sharper about which quarterbacks are good, or is it just reacting to what happened last year? And based on what's happened so far this year, I think maybe you'd want to say it actually is drafters getting sharper about quarterback. I'm willing to like, I'm willing to like believe that because there's more basketball content and people, more and more people are coming in that it is just the general market getting sharper, but also people getting sharper about it. Yep. But then, but then it becomes a question of 
like, are you confident in picking the right, you know, late round quarterback? And for me, I think I've got like 30% Tua, right? So yeah, I'm feeling fairly confident. Like, I mean, like over a long enough sample, I've been playing best ball since 2015, I think. Yeah. So but like, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty... Tua isn't somebody that the market was on necessarily. So there's nah. still, there's still, there's still edges. Yeah, I mean, there's still edges. It's just different. It's a different type of an edge, right? Like you need mm-hmm. to find the mispricing, uh, the mispricings in the ADP market relative to what you know the, the hand that you've been dealt, right? Uh, you just need to figure out what makes sense. Now, if you're going into like a tournament draft, yeah, like more and more people are stacking and double stacking and triple stacking, and then they're stacking for certain games, and then you know that's how you wind up with uh, going all in on on the Chiefs and the Broncos, right? And that's where you're just, yeah. Uh, right, and so and so and so that's where you get to these like issues where, um, you know, yeah, you're playing for an outcome or whatever returnee, but if you're just talking about typical sit and go slash cash leagues, yeah, you need to figure out like, are you good enough to find figure out what a good eye upside quarterback to you looks like? Yeah, and if it's if you're doing something like Russ Vascar, well, Godspeed to you, you know what I mean? Like, um, because like that's a like, preseason that looked like a very viable you know, do quarterback build. Right. Um, not so much like when, you know, when the, when the light, you know, when, the, when the lights are on, I think I've got like 18 or 19% Trevor Lawrence. Right. And I've got mm-hmm. like, uh, I'm really light on fields. I'm on like 7% fields. Yeah. Um, but I think that's because I just didn't want to swallow that price. I was, I'd rather have like a Ramondre or something else. Right. Um, right. One thing that I will say that I've noticed is that people are bad at is that they don't know who the, court like the wide receivers to target late are right um like how much zay did you draft out of curiosity probably close to none yeah i think i'm in the same boat maybe two percent three percent but zay jones has been popping off right 12 targets eight catches 77 yards in a score and talking about like you know prior priors that we should have been held holding on strong to he was like a road of his favorite we did like him quite a bit we've talked about him on the show quite a bit um there was like fairly strong signal that zay jones was going to be a viable player um especially if you don't like marvin jones right yeah for sure yeah he was certainly a polarizing prospect and you know he had the the production coming out of east carolina which we obviously love to see but he also was pretty old um but yeah i mean after you see his his nfl career unfold it's hard to be a believer coming into this season um so yeah i don't know yeah but i think i and i think maybe maybe it's time like maybe maybe i'll have some time next off season to dust dust off the old uh writing hands and write some stuff as opposed to talking about it right like because there's because there's some stuff that's actually definitely worth writing about and talking about right if, um, you, if you were all over zay jones this off season that would have been an article i would have I could have benefited from so. I wish I was, man. <laughs> um, let me actually check how much Zay Jones I do have. That would make for a fun. It's gonna make for some fun radio here for everybody. Well, why as... are you doing that? I mean, you mentioned going all in on the Chiefs and the Broncos, and if you did do that, your teams probably are terrible. But this week wasn't too bad, with uh, Jerry Judy going off for three touchdowns. Um, yeah, I, I played him a lot in DFS this week. Oh, yeah. so I'm at nine percent Zay Jones. Okay, it's not bad. definitely more than me. So can't really complain there. No, so but so yeah, I mean Judy, uh, Judy went off, right? Um, but but I just wanted to bring it right back to the Jaguars Titans really quick before we move on. 
Mm. Um, because speaking of moving on, like the Titans have to move on from Brian Tannehill and Malik Willis isn't the guy. Um, you don't think Willis is the guy? Oh no, man, he's like mm-hmm. he's he's shown he's shown me less than nothing. I think. Well, he's made a handful of plays, but like I don't think that if they get like a like an early pick. Uh, really, the guy. The, the reason I'm bringing it over here is because I wanted to talk about, and I can't pronounce his first name, Chigozium Okonkwo. Yeah. Uh, he smashed today. Right. All six of his targets at 44, 45 yards in a score. I mean, that's pretty much a smash in. Um, in tight end, uh, that's a smash. Yeah, that is like a smash, smash, smash in tight end world. So, what is your take? He was very popular as well in DFS this week. Um, I wanted to get your take on him just as a dynasty asset and rest of the season outlook. Yeah, he's a super athletic um, rookie tight end, I think, out of University of Maryland. Yes, he sir. do a whole lot as like in terms of production, I want to say, but that athleticism matters more at tight end. Like you saw someone like George Kittle come out without a ton of production, but um you know 99th percentile um athleticism across the board pretty much and uh if he could stay healthy obviously he'd be amazing um i mean it's more of a target squeeze for kittle right and it's the same that goes for him right yeah. like with 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 uh with our boy burke sidelined this was pretty much the right move I mean, I mean, look, like Robert Woods and Austin Hooper did well. Like Woods, like <laughs> Hooper got all five of his targets for sixty-eight yards, and Woods got five of his seven for forty-nine yards. Right? Yeah. Like, like, like that's doing well for a team that's fairly low flow when it comes down to passing and just sort of has an uninspired aerial attack. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah. So, like, we know what Austin Hooper is. He's nothing special. For context, Okonkwo has a 97th percentile 40 yard dash time, uh, 452 at 238 pounds. So, you know, he's someone who obviously has the ability to put up that big kind of play. Uh, one of his top comps in our prospect workout explorer actually is Evan Ingram. So, Evan Ingram, yeah, the other guy on the other side who smashed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, look, like, like athleticism and tight ends go together like peanut butter and chocolate, man. Like, it's just what you want, right? Like, 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 what else are you going to do? Like, like, like that is an out of control runaway fridge, man. Like, how are you going to stop that man? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like Derek Henry, but he can catch the ball. Uh, Derek Henry can catch the ball. Five targets, three <laughs> catches for 34 yards. This has been the most uh, intense Derek Henry. Like, like, don't like, like, like essentially like Henry's performance this year, essentially underscores that you know we shouldn't be too too rigid in writing off some of these early round guys from from where when we think they're going to get targets right like yeah it definitely helps though that the other players who are getting targets are robert woods westbrook akeen yeah cooper julius chestnut (laughs) racy mcmath (laughs) right like like yeah like yeah, like absolutely, but like this is the kind of normal analysis that you should be able to look at and say, like depth chart kind of scouting a little bit, right? Like, hey, mm-hmm. what happens in a world where scenario analysis a little bit, right? Like, what happens in a world where uh, maybe Henry gets a few more targets a game, right? Yeah. And like, like it, 
because you can see what a thin depth chart looks like and um it's easy to make that distinction right so then like he's not just living on long touchdowns and even if he is he's like him and chubb are like the only two guys who really go early to where they're like those guys who really live for that right yeah um so it's so it is interesting i mean i mean look like the guy who uh but, but you know, just to just to get onto a guy who everybody else was expecting big things out of, and he's really, really, really underwhelmed this year is Dalvin Cook. Um, you know, he's carried the ball 15 times, 23 yards for one score, and he also only had two targets today, caught one of those for 13 yards. Right? Um, I mean, in a way, this made sense because Detroit sort of came out firing, and they didn't really like Minnesota does the right thing, and that it passes to his wide receivers when they're when they're when they're trailing quite a bit, but. Yeah, I wanted to get your take here on Cook's ability to live up to form. I mean, 15 carries is a lot, and 23 yards is nothing. Yeah, I don't think it's the first time we've seen Cook struggle uh, like this. Maybe not quite to this extent, but um, yeah, a couple weeks ago he also no, he's had a he's had a tough go of it this year, man. Duds, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's um, it's the, I mean. He's, he's at, just not getting the he's not getting the, the catches as much as he used to. Well, that's true. Um, that's true. But I also think you start to have concerns, kind of the same way we have had with Ezekiel Elliott for a while, where he's at the age where you expect decline in terms of efficiency, especially. Um, like I think these last few games are like a big hit to his dynasty value. Yeah, I mean. The thing is, if you, if you like, as someone who's got a lot of Dalvin Cook in Dynasty, mm-hmm. I, I just tend not to trade these running backs. Like, I just will run them into the ground. Yeah, right? probably Be- past the point where you could get a good return. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, in anybody, right? Like, but then I'm also never going to be trading for the Brees Halls of the world because I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I would much rather use those first because I like when you have running backs like that in Dynasty um who are able to actually just sort of put him in and go like i find that it's easier to just have that kind of stability at running back just to have like actual bodies are going to get you points that yeah. allows you to just keep refilling the chamber at wide receiver more so um yeah i see that i mean it's just it's just very very difficult in one qb and even in super flex leagues if you're always picking at the back half to ever want to trade up for a running back prospect when there's always going to be good ones coming yeah, for sure. That makes sense. That you know what I, I mean? With. I think, um, yeah. I mean, as but, someone who, as someone who is a cook owner now, um, well, yeah. You I mean, just, just got. I mean, you just got to ride the wave, man. Like, trade him for like a future star. Like, no, and and can't, could you get a first for him now? I don't know. Maybe a late first. Yeah, yeah. So the point, I think, unless you really want to just ride it out, ride him to zero. You got to trade him a long time ago. Yeah, it, but like the, that's the hard part is that you yeah. don't know what a long time ago is. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm looking. I'm looking here at like Rotoviz Tri Flex FFPC rookie bat, like rookie draft. Yeah. Um, ADP. And man, uh, this is just like a salute to to our to our like people who play in the Tri Flex leagues. This ADP is sharp as hell. Yeah. Uh, Brees Hall was a one-on-one. Ken Walker was a one-on-two. Again, this is like the kind of like, I don't... Yeah. Yeah. 
And then Drake London three, Trey Lombergs four, Garrett Wilson five. Surprising to see Walker that high in the Triflex rookie ADP. Ah, it always happens. It all right. That's the thing is that like yeah. is that I would have thought it'd be a little bit different. Jameson Williams stocks in at six and Olave. And then it goes, then it goes a little bit like sideways, right? Can you pick it? Which honestly, I don't, I don't hate that in 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 the dry flex because it is super flex. Right. Um, Sky Moore over Christian Watson is a little like looking like a bad pick. James Cook over George Pickens that's looking a little dicey. Jahan Dotson goes at the two one, and then you know Rashad White. Like again, like, I think ADP this year was fairly sharp for rookie drafts, but I was just saying that like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in order to move up, right? Like I, I picked, I picked late a lot this year, and yeah. you know, which, which again, wow, congratulations or whatever, right? But I have I wound up accidentally with a lot of Christian Watson, yeah, right. And yeah. like, thing is, I can't trade him for a first because no one seems to want him for a first, really, which is which is dumb, right? Yeah, but like, I can't, like, I, I. I just the one first, right? Because I think everyone's afraid of like afraid of like Aaron Rodgers leaving, but he's done it with Jordan Love. Like I think he's actually like a freak, a freak player. Right. I couldn't get anyone to give me like a first for Romeo Dubs when he was getting all the hype. So I don't know. You gotta. I think I think I think what happens is people look at you and they see that you get that 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 you know you got you got Dubs for a third rounder and they're very salty. Like yeah, oh, like who's this guy looking to profit so heavily? And it's yeah. like yeah. There could also be some like uh, some anchoring, bias. a lot of anchoring, a lot of anchoring bias. Like it's amazing, like how selective people can be, right? Because you have this like, like hype mill that's run out of control, ADP that's like in redraft that's like gone out of like the out of control, and and there's like a massive no one wants to pay that. Yeah, we're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Speaking of a rookie that we all probably have a lot of, Jamison Williams got one massive score. Yeah, yeah, he uh, he came out looking uh, pretty enticing, albeit on two targets, but still forty-one yards and a touchdown. I mean, um, 
if you own Jamison Williams, are you considering starting him anywhere? No, I just don't think I can. That's such a low flow volume, and I've got a lot better picks down the line. Like, like I'm happy I have him on some best ball leagues. Um, the guy who I started this week that I was happy I did was DJ Chark. Mm-hmm. Got six of his seven targets for 94 yards and a score. Um, I mean, this was like a prime a prime spot for Chark, right? Like projected shootout in the dome. Yeah. And Chark balled out like last week too. And he's another road of his guy. So like, I wanted to get your take on Chark. Like what, like, like where did, like the Lions came out and said that they're pretty, pretty tied down to golf. Like do you, what, what role do you think Chark has to play going forward? I think now that, I mean, honestly, now that Williams is, is back, I think Chark's role going forward is probably going to shrink and be fairly minimal. If I'm being honest, I mean, he's someone I actually did draft quite a bit this offseason because he was so cheap, right? You could get him in like the 16th round or something. Yeah, 16th, 17th, 18th, whenever you want, like really whenever you wanted him. Yeah, so he's someone that, um, you know, it just made sense to kind of get a lot of shares of. And if he he didn't hit, then it didn't really hurt you that much. But yeah. yeah, I don't know if he's necessarily done enough this season to be uh, to be that expensive next year either. I mean, he obviously missed a ton of the season. Um, he's looked good the last two games, but I wouldn't necessarily expect that con- to continue with Williams back, although I am a little bit biased there too. <laughs> um, here's, here's a guy who we got to talk a little bit about. Legend continues to grow. Mr. Irrelevant Brock Birdie. Absolutely hosed the Buccaneers. He's completed 16 of his 21 attempts, 185 yards, and two touchdowns. Yeah. Where are we at on, well, not safe for, I guess it's a R-rated, if I have to say his nickname that's floating around online, but where are we at on him? Looks a lot better than Trey Lance, I can tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah, at least, I mean... Yeah, I don't even know what to say. Like you, you know how to get the ball in the hands of McCaffrey and and uh, Ayuk. Then uh, you can make good things happen. Um, it's unfortunate. I think Samuel got hurt on in this game, and it looked uh, bad. It looked bad, man. It looked bad. I'm just reading that today. Yeah, I'm just reading. Believed to have avoided major injury um, is what the latest report is. So hopefully, Samuel will not have to miss a ton of time it looked it looked bad like you know when you first see him on the field and he has to be carted off you're thinking something season ending for Uh sure but um yeah i mean i don't really know what to make of purdy yet i think uh it definitely helps to be playing with guys like mccaffrey and Ayuk. yeah and, and samuel so you know tampa bay is not a team you think of as having a really vulnerable defense so for him to do this against the bucks is pretty surprising um, well he didn't really shred them or anything really really right, it was like mccaffrey it was really true. mccaffrey who kind of shredded them right like on the ground and through the air um that's true i mean they hey. get, uh, they're on the road at seattle next week who you know that's a team that kind of surprisingly has been able to put up a lot of points lately except for today but um yeah, they also cost yeah. me my uh, my yeah. Seattle minus three and a half, so that was not great. <laughs> um, but you know, I mean, it is what it is when you gamble. Got yeah. to know, you know, just a. I'm just yeah. Anyway, Sporting but up, I guess yeah, but you know, moving on from that. Um, yeah. 
it is it is going to be interesting i mean like the like, i really wonder what san fran is going to do next year like i i, I went and picked up Bert, birdie where i couldn't do qb leagues yeah this guy think he might have done enough although yeah. the niners again are saying that they're open to bring back jimmy g that you know this that and the other so i'm curious as to what happens there yeah i mean do you think the that they're still like in the middle of this trey lance experiment like if he's healthy is he they're probably gonna have they probably yeah. have to start man like they just it was such bad process trading all that they did for Trey Lance mm-hmm. only to give it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, even, yeah, that's true. And I mean, you know, you think about, um, well, yeah, I don't know. You don't always take a, take account of, take the risks into account that a guy might get hurt and miss the whole season, even if he is good. Like, yeah, that could happen with someone who's a sure thing. And, uh, then trading three firsts or whatever for the guy doesn't doesn't seem as smart. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they're going to continue on with our with the with the Trey Lance experiment. Uh, I don't see that changing anytime soon. Um, I mean, if, with Purdy playing this well, maybe they feel we'll like see. on from Jimmy G and just going with Lance and Purdy next year. I don't know. Yeah, that would be more interesting to me, right? I, I that would definitely. Be. That would be more interesting I bet, to me. I bet we see Jimmy G back in San Francisco next year, but who knows? Yeah, I mean, you never know, right? Like, that's much one of those things where you sort of never know. Um, it looked like Russell Wilson was uh, had to leave early because of a concussion. Yeah. Um, so that was so that was sort of bad news. But Jerry Judy as a focal point has been pretty good, like you were saying earlier. Got eight of his nine targets for 73 yards and three friggin' touchdowns. Of course, he's on my bench in a must-win matchup, so so that's just you know perfect. I was like so on the fence too, man. Like it was just one of those like I I was like, like do I start Jerry Judy or do I start Jalen like Marquise Brown? And I was like maybe Marquise. Mm. Yeah, I chose wrong. Yeah. Um, Sutton obviously missed this game with a hamstring injury. Assuming he can return next week, though, is Judy someone you'd be comfortable starting? Yeah, I think, I think the big thing is is that like a lot of people really think it's a kind of a Judy versus Sutton dynamic, mm-hmm. which it's not. Okay, like 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 they shouldn't have been as wide of a spread in their ADPs as there was. It reminds me, and again, the cheaper guy wound up smashing. Yeah, but I don't think Sutton has done enough to justify us continuing to rank him earlier than Judy at this point. Like, mm-hmm. I think if you're thinking of them, it's not a one A one B situation. It's a Judy is the one, and Sutton is the two, mm-hmm. right? Because I can see Sutton losing out work to Dosich going forward, especially because he has a bulky hammy, right? So yeah. I can see how this plays out on that side. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's right. I mean, obviously, Sutton hasn't had a game like the one Judy just put up the whole season. Um, and, you know, I don't know. It's hard to tell how much of that is because of just how bad this offense has looked most of the year until today. Yeah. Even today, it looked bad, dude. It looked uh-huh. really bad. Like, early on, they were feeding Kendall Hinton. Hinton. Kendall Hinton. Who still ended up with catching five of his six targets for thirty-eight yards? So, uh, where would you be looking to draft Jerry Judy next year in best ball? Say, like God year, knows, 
this fifth year round. He was like an auto pick in the fifth round for me. Uh, um, that's that's harder to come to terms with even after a game like this. Yeah, I really don't know how I can take him again in the fifth. Although I just said I would. <laughs> um, yeah, it becomes it becomes tough for me too. I I I don't really know what I'm doing with Judy. I'm gonna have to see where he is next year. I don't. Are you not expecting any level of um, discount at all? Yeah, probably just because kind of this offense looks so bad. You see him slip maybe a couple rounds. I mean, if he's uh, going in the seventh, I think that becomes. I'm not gonna say it becomes like an auto smash, like yeah. right, like it's not. But it's hard to pass. It's hard to pass. Yeah, with that talent. Um, but I don't know. I don't. I don't know if we see him fall that far. I mean, you saw like Metcalf was still going in the fifth round, even though we thought he would have no quarterback this year. Oh yeah, that's right. Of course, like maybe if Russell Wilson were still in Seattle coming into the season, you'd see Metcalf in the third round. So yeah, as he should be, right? Mm-hmm. So. so I don't know. It's tough. I mean, a seventh round Judy is like that seems like an auto pick again, but maybe maybe I wouldn't have said that <laughs> yesterday. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, yeah. uh, here's another guy. I got a question for you on Elijah Moore. Mm-hmm. 10 targets today, got six of those for 60 yards. Where are we at on him? <sighs> yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I, I mean, even with those 10 targets, he still had the same number of catches as Garrett Wilson and less yards. Uh, so there's some there's something to be said for that, that he wasn't able to do as much with his targets, even as Wilson did on fewer targets. I mean, I think probably at this point nobody is going to be pounding the table for more over Wilson. Um, I don't think anyone can, right? But yeah. I mean, obviously the fact that he got more targets than, like he led the team in targets is something that is important to note. Um, Mike White left this game and Flacco was in for part of it, so that's something to keep in mind, although it looks like he only mm-hmm. attempted three passes, so maybe that maybe that doesn't even matter. But um, I don't it's know. Something to, it's something to monitor going forward for sure, right? Yeah. Um, There's someone who's hard to evaluate for me uh, because he's been so kind of Jekyll and Hyde this season. Yeah, and it's really hard for me to shake my priors, which is being um, an Elijah Moore slappy. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of slappies, uh, <laughs> D. Higgins did nothing today. Nothing. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like when I say nothing, zero, zero, zero. Right, is his literally, literally, literally nothing. nothing. Jamar Chase, on the other hand, fifteen targets, ten catches, hundred nineteen yards, and a touchdown. Now it says uh, by literally nothing. I think that might also mean he literally played zero snaps because he aggravated a hamstring injury in in, warm- in warmups. Yes. Oh man, I think I think I missed that. He was yeah. in all the lineups. I definitely missed that. I did not know that. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, that was like a surprise thing. Like he was going to play and then uh, I guess technically he was still active, but, uh, he didn't actually play as far as I know. But yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, Chase, uh, Chase picked up the slack on that one with. Yeah. Cause Boyd also got hurt really early today. Right. Man, that's nuts. You know, like I missed the news that like <laughs> D. Higgins got hurt. I thought that would have been off of him. I, I would have swapped him out everywhere. Yeah. Um, instead, I'm looking at all these zeros in my box score. <laughs> um, it's really costing me. Um, 
Yeah, yeah so that that definitely. Hurt. Higgins got hurt. I guess uh, that's a tough day for the Bengals in the office, man. Right. Like they ended up winning this game um, against Cleveland, which maybe isn't saying that much, but this is a team that, you know, kind hey, of formed after coming off a Super Bowl appearance. So do we think that they can still, can this offense still really work if, say, Higgins and Boyd are out for a couple games right at the end of the season? You know how this is going to work, right? It's You know how that's going to work, right? How? Healthy dose of Ryan and Mixon. Yeah, mostly Mixon. Uh, mostly Mixon, yeah. Um, Ryan had five targets actually today, but only caught one of them for two receiving yards. Yeah. I actually wanted to talk a little bit about the other side of the ball, the, the Browns. Mm-hmm. Um, they're letting Watson sling it. Yeah. I think I think they're just trying to get him to play through the rust. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, think they're just gonna force they're just forcing the issue here. Um they didn't have much of a choice in this game as they, no, they were trailing losing for a lot of it. But yeah, it's I mean, I think it's good that they're not being shy about letting him try to make plays. I'm, I mean, it's a lost year for them anyway. They might as well mm-hmm. let him go out there and see what they've got, right? Because they've got I mean, DPJ came out like hot today, mm-hmm. got eight of his twelve targets, 114 yards, no scores. The, the David and Joku experiment continues uh, with him looking better as he's back. Uh, nine targets, got seven of those, uh, 59 yards and a score. Amari Cooper uh, got hurt. He struggled today, definitely. Got two of his seven targets for 42 yards. David Bell looked good, got all three of his targets for 27 yards. Like, it's an intriguing receiving core, and it's definitely an interesting to see what happens with Deshaun, right? Like, if he's... Yeah able to recapture Deshaun, like the Deshaun that we know, like this could like an offense that's primed to explode type of thing. Maybe it's not this year, but maybe next year. Um, I'd be interested in where some of these guys are going, but my guess, just my guess is they're going to be very highly elevated ADP the next year. Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. You think that the like Cleveland scoring 10 points and Watson only having 276 passing yards on 42 attempts. That's mostly just from the fact that Watson hasn't played in 13 years. Yeah, he looked, he looked bad. He looked really bad last week. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, like, here's the thing. Here's a good question. Does <laughs> Dulcich or Kyle Pitts go early next year? I, I, think, I think Kyle Pitts is 100% going earlier. Um, I absolutely think I absolutely think uh, Kyle Pitts is going earlier than yeah. Dulcich. You almost get um, saved by going on IR, right? So you can't see how badly he finishes the season. Yeah, it's just well. The the thing is, I think a lot of it is people are gonna like it, like tight end is so so dire that you just have to decide what you're doing there early, and it's just it's it's unfortunate because. If your guy tends to get hurt, then that's it. Like it's all like it's curtains. Like take Darren Waller. Mm-hmm. Um, Waller's ADP was still elevated this year, despite him having a bad injury plague season last year, and them, you know, adding Devonte. Um, like next year is Kelsey, Andrews, Kittle, Hawkinson, Kyle Pitts. Like I can see Pitts going earlier than a lot of them, and then like Dolcich is an interesting guy because. Um, Eight targets today, got three of those for 42 yards. Like, he's not like, like, Dulcich isn't very good. 
Uh, <laughs> he's getting ludicrous volume. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that the coach just kind of likes him a lot. Like they were very vocal about him in training camp. If you get in a new coaching regime, then it'll be very interesting to see what happens. Because uh, I mean, I'm an I'm an Albert O. Slappy, so I don't know how to square that circle. <laughs> right, like it's a very and, difficult one for me. Yeah, Dulcich has definitely had a couple good games. He's put up well, like even last week he had 85 yards against Baltimore. I think. Um, you know, I'm someone who was a huge Pitts fan coming into the season, and he has obviously not been good for fantasy, um, but I would still draft him ahead of Dulcich, I think. I'm pretty sure. So I don't know if that gives you any indication of where their values might end up because I'm biased. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul, but Paul says uh, here in the chat, a new coach in both scenarios would definitely be amazing. It, it absolutely would be. I can – I don't think – the weird thing is, is like Arthur Smith is very dogmatic in that he's like obsessed with running the football. I'm interested to see what we get out of Desmond Ritter next week um to end the season my hopes not very high i actually think i might might go back to they can't go back to mariota but there's a world that they just are like oh my god we have to go back to mariota um they'll switch patterson to quarterback yeah oh god maybe um just have him on the ball like Taysom hill yeah oh Terrible, but it is it is definitely one of those where we're going to be interested in seeing what the coaching changes look like. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's a team where the Falcons in particular are. I think where you can see what a negative effect the coaching and the game plan and kind of the whole scheme is having on these players who you know are pretty explosive and could could be playing a lot better. Speaking of explosive players, J.K. Dobbins, 15 carries, 120 yards and a score. Yeah. Um, it's like, I think Ben's mentioned this before, but it sucks being right. Like, we were right. <laughs> and you're not getting paid off on the on the guy, right? Yeah. Brees Hall, we were right. You were right. We were right to take him as like your running back one. It's a shame his ACL, like he, like he tore his ACL. J.K. Dobbins, you were totally justified taking where you took him. It just was a shame that his injury stuff never worked out. Had to go for another surgery. Comes back, instantly hangs a big number. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, the thing with Dobbins is he's going to be an interesting one because if he completely crushes down the stretch and retains his fourth-round ADP, I am out. I am out. Huh. I'm out. I'll be underweight mm-hmm. the field. I will be underweight the field. Yeah, I mean, I can see that at a fourth-round ADP because without his, without the target volume of a lot of the guys going there... And a fully healthy Lamar Jackson if he's back. Yeah, I mean, a fully healthy Lamar Jackson and a fully healthy J.K. Dobbins, I think you could see Dobbins end up with, I mean, you know, like a 20-touchdown season. Um, I can, yeah. But... But without the target volume, like you're hoping that he's Nick Chubb or Derrick Henry. Yeah. Okay. And we know that's and we know he's more, right? Because he's he's done it before in college. Yeah. So I think I think he does his... have that skill set, but it's still it takes a lot of things to go right for someone to turn into Nick Chubb or Derrick Henry, right? I mean, even today, so like so like again, Nick Chubb ran into a good rush defense and didn't do anything. Yeah. Right? So there are times where they're gonna get slowed down. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it is, so it definitely 
you know, brings brings about where you want to think about some of these guys going forward. Um, their backup quarterback, Tyler Huntley, got hurt in this game. Yeah. He got uh, concussion. So they have this third stringer in. Latest news on Lamar Jackson, I think, is that he uh, might miss week 15 as well. So what, I mean, if they're starting this third stringer, Anthony Brown, who they elevated from the practice squad yesterday, um, yeah, I don't know. What do you think of this offense? Like, this is two straight games that they've scored less than 20 points. 16 points today. What did they have, 10 last week? How can you start anyone, man? <laughs> uh, it's been a really sad run out for Mark Andrews. Like it's like a tale of two halves for the guy. Yeah, that's been the bummer. Yeah, I mean he had six targets today, which is not great, obviously, but you would expect more than 17 yards on that. Even Dobbins, who put up 120 yards rushing and a touchdown, only that only ends up being 18 fantasy points, which obviously he'll take at uh, the running back position most weeks. But like, yeah, it's, yeah, but this week especially, right sorry, yeah, a lot of stuff had to go right for him to get 120 yards and a touchdown. So, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to. <laughs> this is this is an offense that's turning into one you kind of want to just avoid without Lamar. Yeah, it's it's tough, man. Um, kind of goes before that outside of Lamar. Justin yeah, Tucker, of course you can play. Yeah, I mean Justin Tucker. If you're not playing, like, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> Wasting it. That's what. Um, before we get out of here, Blair, I'm very excited for this Miami Chargers game. It's kind of why I was a little late. I got I got uh, Sichuan Gourmet food right. delivered to my house. Um, I got me some nice spicy chicken. It's uh, you know the old famous Junking chicken. We got oh, it again. Yeah, yeah baby. Um, I wanted to get game. Yes. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, you should go look it up. Um, <laughs> I, I, I heavily heavily recommend it. Not sure if it's for everybody, but it is for me. I, I love it. Um, but yeah, we've got we've got uh, tags uh, to a tag. Song of Aloha taking on Justin Herbert tonight. Um, I like for me. What I'm really interested in is the split of the running back position, right on the on the on the Finn side. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, ever since they got Jeff Wilson, they've been willing to pound the rock with him, and yeah. this is a very soft running back matchup. So I'm hoping that for the sake of my FFPC teams that I can fade a massive wide receiver game and we just get a lot of Wilson and Mostert, but yeah, and I'm hoping, be. I'm hoping Mike will on the other side stays healthy. Yeah. Maybe. Or I, I will also take a Jared Everett explosion. We, yeah. Everett explosion would be nice. We've definitely seen the chargers kind of fall flat uh, quite a bit. I mean, the other thing and what I'm really hoping happens is you just see the dolphins come out, score quick. You get, a couple of touchdowns to Hill and Waddle, and then Mostert and Wilson can maybe a lot of Waddle and not a lot of Hill. <laughs> yeah, I'm good with that too. Yeah, mostly Waddle. Mostly Waddle. Um, One thing that was interesting last week, even though because the Dolphins were down a lot of the game, they didn't end up using their running backs a lot. But Mostert didn't get any targets. Wilson got two. Yeah, so that was that was frustrating. That's kind of an interesting touch split. I doubt if. If the Dolphins are playing well and they're scoring with their receivers, I doubt we see the running backs involved much in the passing game. But it could be interesting to see how that that aspect kind of uh, turns out in this one. Yeah, and, and for New, New England, Arizona, um, 
man, I'm really not sure if I'm ready to see what happens when an a very stoppable <laughs> what happens when a when a when a stoppable object meets a very movable force. I'm not ready for that. <laughs> yeah. Which one is which uh, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> Mac Mac Jones looks completely lost, but I don't think Bailey Zappa is much better. On the other hand, Cliff Kingsbury, if he if he spent the entire week eating paste, he might actually be much better better prepared for next week. The fact, the, the, you know, the fact that he's still coaching is a little is a little nuts. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think uh, so hard to root from a lot of the players on New England side from a fantasy perspective outside of Ramondre Stevenson or Daquan Thornton. Oh, Daquan yeah. Thornton. Right, yes. Um, so I don't know. I just am hoping for points, but you know, Greg Dorch is healthy, right? So Dorch, the Dorch Dak is here, yeah. Dorch is healthy and Rondale Moore is out. So we could see a big Greg Dorch game. That's what I'm here uh, for. I would love a big Marquise game. Mm-hmm. Um although I am interested in seeing what to do with James Conner. Because they seem, I mean, the fact that Eno is no longer there suggested that they were confident that JC is the guy, and if he's going to be like a like a hammer, yeah, it'd be that'd be very interesting because it would, you know, almost. I don't know what James Conner's advance rate or win rates look like. Yeah, well, the last few games they have given him like uh, above ninety percent snaps. Yeah, like it's just been him. him. It's literally just been him. So I'm very interested in the teams that are able to get JC. Sneak across the finish line with JC here. Yeah. It'll but, be interesting. Hopefully we get, yeah. uh, well, I don't know. Hopefully it's a watchable game. <laughs> that, yeah, long shot there, buddy. But, you know, but yeah, I'm hoping, hoping that everyone's headed off into the playoffs, getting, gonna, we'll offer them good luck. Hope that all your best ball teams, they made it through. They were, we're all dancing and having a good time here. Crunch weeks are on, baby. And it's uh, end of the season, getting a little melancholy here. Yeah, that's right. Um, a lot of teams that, uh, well, I, I hoped would be in a playoff push are kind of now uh, just dead. So, yeah, more like playoff mush. More like playoff <laughs> mush. Am I right? Yeah, that's how it goes some seasons. Uh, but be back at it next week anyway. Yeah, and just to update the earlier uh, Debo Samuel report, the just a report that came out that said he could have a high left ankle sprain. Okay. Nothing is broken for Shanahan, so they're still doing tests. Monitor that. I don't think he's going to be. I think we might see him in the playoffs, man. I think it's over. Yeah, over for his fantasy season. You mean? Yeah, yeah. his fantasy season is definitely over. Yeah, that's a bummer. Um, but uh, you know, wheels up for Brandon Ayuk, I guess. All right. Uh, anything else we need to touch on before we get out of here? Nope, that's about it. Hope, hope, uh, hope everyone's going to have a good first week of the playoffs. Yes, definitely. Remember to uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel and rate and review the podcast and all that good stuff. And we'll talk to you later.